Hi everyone and thanks for joining us today on the first episode of Hot Talk, an HTA podcast where I am joined with two very special guests to talk about mental health and well-being. Now I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi Alex, hi Annabelle, my name's Martin Hilton, I'm Director of Learning and Education at CPL. Learning, we we create lots of learning activities principally in the in the hospitality and retail industry but uh, uh, and in a broader span across other sectors as well. And um, I think in relation to today's uh, activity, I've, I've always been uh, very passionate about um, sort of mental health and, and personal resilience uh, and the role it plays within hospitality in particular and working with young people. So I work uh, as well as working with um, CPL. I work with universities, so I lecture at university, and I've done lots in the leadership space. And uh, I was also I've also published in um, uh, in resilience in hospitality. So delighted to be involved today, and thanks for the invite. Hi everyone. Yeah, I'm Annabelle Padwick, um, and I'm the founder and director of Life at Number Twenty Seven, which is a gardening and wellbeing therapy organisation. Um, I've done all sorts of things at different shows and things. So I've done lots with the HCA before in the past. Um, I'm also a children's author of a Grow Your Own Food book and I write monthly for Kitchen Garden magazine. So that's just this, yeah, a little bit of what I do every month. Um, so yeah, it's great to be here. So I'm gonna kick off with a question. It seems quite deep, but let's just dig right into there. Um, so Martin Annabelle, when we talk about mental health and wellbeing, what what do we mean why is that important and what what does that mean to you both shall i shall i kick off it is a big to start with, isn't it it's, i mean yeah. it's, it's massive isn't it and, and thank goodness over the last few years a lot more light is being shined upon the whole topic i think um which is great but it, i suppose in thinking about today's session i sort of thought about the words mental health and and mental well-being and, and straight away there's almost a a resistance or a, a feeling about them but if you really translate them you know if you think about first of all from the positive perspective mental well-being I kind of thought you know it's about being confident isn't it it's about feeling comfortable and motivated and, and having that sense of um, contentment almost and and the the other side of it you know when when we're maybe not feeling so good and, and you know the mental health isn't isn't as we'd like it to be then it's a different set of emotions. It's about being sort of feeling probably worried, probably feeling slightly irrational in our decision-making, maybe feeling at risk, sort of anxious, tired and lethargic. And when, when you put those words into it, you know, you start to realise how common mental health problems are. And, you know, if we can get the dialogue more into day-to-day -day speak rather than sort of the stigmatised sort of mental health or, you know, mental difficulties, then I think, which I think is happening, by the way, I think... I think we can really shine the torch on it more and more and that's that's so that's that's what it sort of means to me if that if that helps kick us off absolutely absolutely I was gonna say yeah I suppose in terms of what it means to me I suppose in a weird way it's everything to me mental health it's what I it's it's me day in day out it's it's been my own personal journey and I use the word journey a lot and I know it's a word people love or hate so apologies if you're in the hate club of the word <laughs> journey um but I suppose it's yeah my own mental health experiences have totally changed my entire life I'm definitely a different person now than what I was because of what I've been through and the way my my brain is, is 
has handled different things the way my mind has has wandered across through the, the experiences I've been through. Um, and then also, I suppose, day in, day out, I work with people providers that are struggling with mental ill health, supporting them, helping to build their mental health and get them either more confident, more resilient, uh, more comfortable in themselves, giving them a chance to have a safe space where they can be themselves without that worry of judgment that might then change. I mean, they adapt their personality to fit in or mean pressures on social media or things like that, I suppose. So it's, it encompasses what I do day in, day out. But it's interesting then, though, that as you were talking, Martin, and I was thinking about the question that I suppose when we do talk about nowadays, we're bringing we're talking about it a lot more, which is amazing. Yeah. But when we do talk about it now, it seems to be a thing. It is it's very much around mental ill health, yes. not not mental health as a whole. Mm. And actually, if you sometimes it's like we kind of raise that stigma of talking about it. But then actually, if we talked about it more on the other side of things, so. If you, if you start saying here, saying, oh, I'm really confident, I'm really resilient, I'm really strong, I feel really content, then there's always that barrier of that as well, that if you talk about having positive mental health and feeling well too much, then that seems to be a bad thing of being, yeah, that seems to be a negative thing as well. If you talk about too, too good about yourself, how mm. good you're feeling. So it's quite, a, it's quite an interesting, interesting one. It'd be great if we could, I suppose, for me, if we, we could talk about it like just generally in a wide in like across the spectrum when, when we talk about mental health we're talking about both positive and negative and bringing both those experiences of ill health and great feelings of positive well-being about them both in equal measure so actually it's not seen as a negative thing to say I'm feeling really good actually at the minute or I'm feeling really strong and resilient just that's it's okay to say as it is to say do you know what actually I'm feeling really rubbish I'm not I'm feeling not confident I feel like I've totally lost myself and I don't know what's what I'm doing with myself they should be sort of on the same same sort of level I suppose that's yeah that's where my brain's my brain's gone over the, just listening to you Martin and, and reading that sort of question um so over the last 13 months has been a really crazy time for us all we've all been through a lot a lot of pressure lots of change in both work socially um what do you think that impact has been do you think that has um accelerated things that more than they they may have done normally what what's your take on that i'll go i think i suppose in terms of the impact it's had i think oh it's it's devastating I, i'm totally honest i think the impact on people's mental health has been has been horrific um, I think some people have, have, have really struggled and it depends on where people, so for some people I think have actually, it's not been so bad um, because everyone's in different situations. Some people have been able to sort of keep their jobs and it's just, they might've changed the setting. So it's gone to a home setting. Then actually that can bring its own, its own issues of isolation. You're suddenly with, could be potentially in a, in a home setting trying to work and you've got your children, you've got your partner. Normally you'd only see each other for a few hours a day and all of a sudden you're all in this confined space nowhere to go that has its own issues and then you've got other people for example where they could have lost their house they could have lost their job they could have lost absolutely everything because of the pandemic um and that can then lead to another type of mental health crisis um so i think the impact i think no matter where how it's impacted you physically i think it's probably impacted most people mentally on some level whether that is isolation whether that is anxiety depression whatever spectrum I think there's been some a feeling of loss 
in whatever way whichever way it's affected you I think for me personally I think I've been on a roller coaster mentally I'm still not off it I think actually some people I've spoken to and my friends said they were hit they struggled at the beginning a lot well, like with the first lockdown a lot more whereas I would say I'm definitely probably finding this period here at the hardest um so it's interesting you speak to different people I think you have different points of affected people but I think I'm still on a massive roller coaster of up and downs that I'm going to be on for a very long time until we get back to us I think we get back to some some level of normality but I don't think it's ever going to be the same I think it's always going to be a bit it's going to be a new normality I think um in terms of work it's been open shut open shut open shut which I think and as a mental health support organization we can there's been times where we can have we could be open probably a lot of the time actually especially because we're outside um it's easy to just give people their own tools we can also socially distance because a lot of them have their own allotment plots so we just work on different areas that being said though it's i've always i will always go on the side of caution that's that's just me um and there's been points where they've said where government guidelines have said we could stay open because we are mental health support and people need especially with the increasing need of mental health support, we could stay open. But there's been points where I've actually looked and gone, actually, I don't think it's the right thing to stay open. And having to weigh up the mental health side of stuff and the physical health side of stuff is so hard, especially as the, found, the founder when it's my decision to make that call. Um, but I think there's been at times where I've just had to make that call and gone, look at my own mental health and where I am, and I'm capable to support people not to look at the numbers and stuff of where we've been at points and going, do you know what? I'm not opening until things are safer. Um, and I know I can definitely provide a more safe environment for everybody, I think. So yeah, I think it's massively impacted on work. All my shows that I'd normally talk at, so all the fundraising we'd normally be able to do for the organization, all stops. Um, a lot of that public speaking, talking and stuff. So half of the income has drastically changed, I think for me and a lot of people. So yeah, it's definitely had a massive impact where there's been times where I've gone, what am I doing? Where am I going? You're just grabbing onto opportunities because you don't actually know what's going to come to fruition when we come out of this and what's not. Um, but yeah, I suppose in a nutshell, it's just been a hell of a roller coaster, and I think the impact is still going to be keep, is going to keep on going. I think, unfortunately, um, over the next few months at least, that's my yeah. view. No, I, I, I totally agree, Annabelle. Um, and I, I think particularly to that last point was something I was going to suggest that. I don't think I don't think we've seen the true impact yet because I think I have a sense in a way you know you can kind of, I'm not I'm, I've not originated this or I've heard others say it that this, yeah what we've all been through in the last almost year and a half or so is 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 almost like previous generations war isn't it it's like the the, the world war you know for this generation if you like and and I suppose as we come out of it we're sort of there's a sense that we're through the worst of it and and I guess you know, when you think about the fight or flight mechanism, you know, when we're really under under stress and heightened stress, um, literally danger to life, then actually staying alive and, and being, a, being alive is kind of quite a good acceptance. But as we move out of that intense, stressful period, then I think the mind then starts to reflect on cracky, okay, well, Yes, I am still alive, but look what I've lost. You know, I've lost my job, I've lost my house, I've lost two of my family members, I've lost you know, whatever it might be. And I think some of the some of the personal loss is just tragic. I mean, you know, and and 
I think we can equate this to a world war. I mean, luckily, none of my family has been touched by COVID. Um, but in some of the stories you hear are just heartbreaking. I mean, I, I just could not fathom. I've got two daughters in their 20s. Yeah, I could not fathom them being in hospital in a different part of the country and not being able to go and see them. And even worse, not being able to see them before something really horrendous happened. And, but that's, that's been happening to this generation. I just think that level of loss, and, and, and it's almost, it's just, just incredible to sort of think of, really. And I think, you know, there will be extreme mental difficulties that come out of that, you know, extreme mental illness, you know, PTSD, all the rest of it will, will undoubtedly follow in, in many cases. What I do think is good, if there is a good to it, is that I think straight from the off, when lockdown was being talked about and when, you know, everything was going on. Thankfully, you know, the government and the media and I guess all of us here, yeah, didn't play a sort of British stiff upper lip and recognise straight away that, you know, one of the biggest impacts of what we're all going to go through is mental health difficulty. And so in a bizarre way, I think it has accelerated our tolerance and understanding of mental health. So if there's any good to come of it, I think it probably... It, it probably is that but bizarrely I think you know as as well as this this realization of well what next after losing so much maybe and where do I go from here there's also as we go out of lockdown and back into normality you know that that's another step out of our comfort zone so we might all diss lockdown and slack it off and be sick to death of it but it, we will have generated a, a, a comfort zone and you know, going back to the office, going back into busy shops, even going to the cinema, which might be a pleasant experience, might be actually quite stressful. And um, so I think we've got loads of loads of challenges ahead. So I think, yes, it's been a, a huge 13 months, but I suspect the next 13 months will be in, in its own way equally tough. So I think I suppose, yeah, there's that side of that I automatically think of. And then I suppose the impact and the lessons we've learned I think which has been brilliant from a gardening perspective in the industry is that so many people that didn't garden that would never have even considered gardening have got into gardening and it is yeah. incredible the gardening yeah. industry is like from my from what I've seen and the amount of brands that I work with and that I speak speak to regularly they're they're flying this it's incredible they can't keep up with the demand at the minute like it's crazy three million yeah. more gardeners in 2020 really? yeah, yeah that's Fantastic. it it's phenomenal yeah. the amount of people i was spoken to that said they wouldn't have even got into gardening and all of a sudden they've like they've got into gardening. they've messaged me and gone oh how do you do this you're into you do gardening stuff don't you what do you what do you think of this <laughs> it's like the what i went to primary school with and i'm not spoken to since but i'm on facebook friends with them because that's what you do and though you never see them um they've suddenly messaged me with a random picture of a question going how do you do this or i've randomly bought your book and i was wondering like it's quite it's quite weird but it's incredible and then that goes back to i suppose going back to the war thing is that i've done a lot of research into what happens in times of crisis and gardening and the links and actually in times of crisis it's always gone back to gardening so in the wars they had trenches and they grew they grew their own vegetables yeah, in the trenches yeah, yeah. because it was a way to one is a way to de-stress and to grow food, but also any of those hierarchies you have within within a war environment or within a military environment, I suppose, and you get them in a business setting, all those hierarchies are removed. You're all just people growing food. Absolutely. Um, so it went back to, it's always been used, and it's incredible you think that actually we've not done much, there's not been a big campaign during COVID to say, 
we all need to get gardening and dig for victory or that type of thing. Mm. It's just a natural thing that has happened. Is so many people have just gone, I'm going to learn. Oh, I'm going to pick up a plant or oh, I'm just going to get a house plant. Oh, I'm just going to do something that have just naturally picked it up and started getting into it. And I think that's what fascinates me. And I think hopefully, I think plants are amazing for so many reasons. And that I could talk for hours, so I won't about plants <laughs> and how amazing they could be. I think if it, one great thing that's come out of this is that people have discovered plants and that connection to nature. They're going out for walks. Yeah. And I think the gardening industry has done tremendously and they are, they will continue to do so if they can keep up now with the demand that's coming and stock levels and things like that. But yeah, I think there's a lot of positives that have come out of a, of a pretty terrible time. Yes. Yeah. But it also had a huge positive mental yeah. um, impact on people. And, you know, Annabelle, you, you do that, that gardening is fantastic for mental health. And actually the government's now recognised, hasn't it, that gardening can be used as a tool um, for supporting mental health. Um, do you think we should be pushing that more? Do you think that can go even further than it is, that is now? That is a big question to ask. <laughs> that is a question that I could talk for weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and that I've sat down and spoke with NHS directors about. I've spoken with every a lot of, I've spoken at the big B2B sort of gardening industry events about like it's a big one I think it's it can help every single person in in different ways gardening it's incredible it's the most basic natural healer that we've got that's there available to us, to us for free um in terms of making it accessible they are getting the message government is getting the message um and as and there's like so with with my organisation, for example, and with a lot of the many other incredible gardening therapy organisations, social prescribing is now coming available. They're seeing how incredible gardening, as well as sport therapy, art therapy, music therapy, those sorts of physical therapies can be great for us because they build our confidence. Whilst we can help investigate the trauma through talking therapies, they at the same time will build our confidence, build our resilience, teach us new skills, which then builds our confidence even more, gives us a place to connect and meet new people. Um, so I think they're understanding that um, the downside to it is the funding element of it. Um, if you speak to government, they'll say that, and and it's absolutely right. You can't. There's no one you can. There's no one you can say is doing it wrong, because there, there isn't enough funding. So people can blame government funding, can blame government and say they should be funding mental health support more, whether that's gardening, whether that's whatever. They can't. There's not enough. Fun. Everyone, you could have an argument for every single pot of funding for every different service. You can't win. With NHS funding, which is where I try and get a lot of my funding from, because that's where people are, that's where the referrals come through. They don't have the money. They like the NHS is struggling like incredibly right now. So to put the pressure on them to say, "Well, you fund it," isn't isn't possible either. Like you're asking for the impossible. But that's why I think why I a lot of the time go down to it's us as an industry and down to corporates and businesses where they are flourishing and doing well. It's it's my ask is to them to then support support organizations and support yeah, people yeah. whether that's supplying plants whether that's supplying donations and funding whether that's that I think it comes down to businesses and I've always said that whether it's gardening industry supporting gardening therapy organizations whether that's big football football clubs sponsoring sport therapy football therapy whether that's the big musicians sponsoring music therapy I think it's looking at it to people taking responsibility themselves and not blaming government or NHS and saying do you know what actually we've got it here why don't we just get on with it and do it instead of just talking about it so I think 
yeah, that's I'll get I'll get off the horse. No, I I could listen to you all day on it. I think it's brilliant. I think yeah, I think in a nutshell, there's no one you can really. I think we we need to do as much as we possibly can to get gardening and plants to as many people as possible in whatever way, shape, and form. But I think we've got to do it as businesses and as individuals and take that responsibility and not look to hire people because you're asking for the impossible as much as I'd like to stand there and fight for it day in day out it's not I know it's not going to happen and I mean I, I come from a very lay perspective on obviously the horticulture um, industry and and so I'm and my gardening skills are, are, are pretty bad <laughs> but, but, <laughs> how bad <laughs> really bad <laughs> but you know I, I think it does play such a role and you know again I'm looking at my garden I can see it now and it like there's weeds popping up everywhere and that's really that's bringing me down to be honest you know but I know if I get a day in the garden and just pull a few weeds make a bit of a difference make it look cool I will keep you know I'll go upstairs to my bedroom window I'll look out and I'll feel really good I'll feel really proud that I've done something and it's I think a sense of achievement isn't it, it it's is totally that Alex I think it's totally that and that's whether what... you've whether you've pulled a weed up or trimmed a tree or whether you've grown something you yeah. know from a seed or, or or a seedling or whatever it may be you are you are doing something really positive you have that sense of achievement um and it and it has a huge impact when you when you can see that yeah like you say it's the tending to it it's the maybe a little bit there's a bit that we can control within that you know so yeah. if we do the right things we get a result whereas this last 12 15 months so crazy you know, who knows? We just out of control at times. So I don't know. Maybe I'm talking. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think it's that. It's that going back to nature. It's, it's, it's where we're naturally and physically supposed to be. Because weeding is either is a love hate thing. Most people hate it. It's one of those things you don't want to do, right? So I always say, and it, it, it it's flipping it on a positive, which is what especially what this is all about. Um, and is actually is if you can put a negative thought or a negative emotion or any negative feeling onto each individual weed or a mass collection of weed and then pull them all out uh-huh. then as a visual you're pulling out all those negative emotions and negative feelings or if you're really angry at somebody that day which obviously we're not supposed to be angry with anybody but we are <laughs> so if you're really angry with somebody that day then just rip them out and as you're ripping them out it's a visual because you can see it coming out but then at the same time you're creating that that clear space which gives you that clarity of either new to see clear more for your mind to see more clearly but then also for new opportunities or new plants or new things to come into that space which was swamped with the more the negative stuff so if you're struggling with getting the motivation to weed just think of all the negative things and get out there and the weeds will be gone quicker than you've ever weeded in your life that's amazing (laughs) i'm absolutely going to use that one i'm definitely going to do that yeah. Um, but yeah I think plants just on a, one last thing I think it's for me plants as you said we naturally go back to them they're a daily reminder of if we're struggling we don't know how to look after ourselves anymore because we've got lost in this whole thing of everything is plants need what we need so if we get mm. stuck we get confused we look at a plant and go what does the plant need mm. food water time patience it needs to stay in the mm. same place it doesn't like being disturbed it needs all the exact same things we do, but then also each individual plant is different. So some will need full sun, some yes, need shade. Cool. And just yeah. like us as individuals, we all have different needs. Um, some of us like shade, like me, otherwise I burn to a crisp like I have in the last <laughs> few days, even though it's not baking sun. Others love, love the full sun. So I think that's as well, it's that 
if we get stuck on how to look after ourselves during this whole crisis, we get a plant and it tells us how to look after ourselves, but also it gives us back that element of control, especially when we go think, what do we want to grow this year? You can control to, to, it, to a degree on sort of how things grow as long as we look after them well enough. Then also it doesn't give us total control because of the weather, but it gives us a great balance of control. Um, so yeah, now I'm going to shim because I will keep going. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, that, awesome. That's brilliant. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. So Martin, a quick question for you. What do you think we can implement in the world of business to uh, give greater support to employees when it comes to mental health? I think we might have touched upon it before. It's, it's about, you know, I remember writing something about a year ago in, in some trainings we were doing there about, you know, the world of recruitment now and the world of um, so HR management has, has changed, hopefully for the good. And I think it's going back to probably what Annabelle touched upon before about, you know, just giving people time and respect. And, and you know, if someone's not quite been as productive because of X, Y, and Z, whether that's a, 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 been a, a barrier because of kids at home or, or, or having to nip out, uh, you know, one of my team yesterday, you know, rang in all flustered saying, oh, my mum's had a fall and, I've, you know, there's only me because my sister can't do X, Y, and Z. And straight away she's deferring to, I'm, I'm absent from work and I'm really, really sorry. And I'm going, just don't worry about it. You know, your priority is really your mum. Go and see to your mum. And, yeah. and we, we should do that as leaders from a humanistic point of view. But even if you've not got that humanistic point of view, see it as an investment because you know you're going to get that back in spades you know and Annabelle what would you suggest um when it comes to your own mental health a tip or suggestion to support your own well-being I'm I'm throwing these at you I'm sorry but I just like it I like I like the pressure no, I like it other than my brain just goes with 50 million things Finding something, and that could be anything, that helps you express yourself. And that could be absolutely, it could be, for example, so with me, when I've not been able to garden or where gardening's become too much work focus and I struggle to get out of my own garden, then I go, then I go to knitting or I go to lino, yeah. I go into lino print. Cool. So it's more creative. Nice. But something that where you can express yourself. I've also got back into inline skating, which is quite hysterical. <laughs> but finding something where you can express express yourself um and get that good feeling back in yourself whatever it is for you um just find something where you can express your feelings and you can express your emotion whether that is through art whether that's through play whether that's through dance or sourdough yeah or sourdough (laughs) (laughs) just finding find something where you can express yourself through that is a physical thing because especially with a lot of physical things there's normally like there's how you go into it and then there's an outcome um so you can then look at it and how you're feeling before how you're feeling afterwards but also what's come out of that so have you learned something new which then helps build that confidence again so I suppose that's that's something um and I suppose yeah it comes back to I suppose just talking 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 whether it is a family member or whether it is an absolute stranger or whether it's a colleague in my old career a colleague that now has become a really close friend but was a, was a colleague at the time that I'd been in one or two big meetings with had never spoken about anything changed my total life without him having a conversation and going are you okay 
because he had heard about from my through somebody else he'd heard about what had happened to me he could relate to that through one of his own personal experiences that I didn't know about he had heard something had been going on he then just messaged me are you okay asked one or two simple questions and it was that and I just he, he suddenly got the full wrath of what was been going on with me but that then led me to then getting psychotherapy led me to everything else that's to now what I do so I think it's finding anybody whether that is a total stranger that you sit next to on a bench when you go for a walk whether that is a colleague just finding somebody that you can talk to and that just listens um I think is incredible so yeah find anyone if so just anyone that would <laughs> listen to you just find them um and I suppose yeah so suddenly if to help other people is just listen um that's my biggest tip to if you're thinking about helping somebody else is just listen don't always feel like we've got to fix the fix the problem or provide the solution because you don't actually what people need more is you just listening um and not telling them what to do because half the Mm. time when we're struggling with mental health it's because we've already lost the lack of control so i have one final question for you both What's one thing you use as your um, productive outlet to deal with stress or anxiety and just your mental health and well-being? Sorry, that's quite a personal one. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, sourdough definitely plays a part for me. So um, You jumped on that bandwagon. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> and, um, but I think it was having time, you know, first lockdown, there was such, such time to do stuff and and yeah a bit like tending to plants and things it's like you can take the time maybe that you didn't have before so that was sourdough so so yeah and and that is a bit of control I suppose you know and but you get I guess such pleasure out of it yeah so there's that the last one which I'm such a big believer on again and when I tell people they look at me sometimes you know with that kind of look <laughs> as if I've got two heads but I'm hoping Annabelle might be able to if she agrees with these might be able to put a bit of a, a psychoanal- psychoanalysis around it that what I really believe in is, is self-affirmation. And so I'll have, I'll have one or two self, I will have a list and I'll, every morning I'll have a look and I'll, and I'll just do some self-affirmations and, you know, just, and what I've found over the years is I'll, you know, if you say, a, if you say an affirmation three times to yourself and if you can say it out loud, you know what, the change it can make you feel is just massive and just yeah. give you that confidence and just make you feel yeah positive towards the day that's, that's brilliant that would be mine that's only good thank you for sharing martin thank for, you. i suppose the main one for me and i touched on it then is is creativity i have to find an outlet to get it out otherwise it will just build up and build up and then i'm going to blow and then it's messy um <laughs> so i think it's finding a creative outlet and i think that's what whether that's through my planting and garden design whether that's through my lino print which actually i find really therapeutic as a way to because i can design it i can get whatever i'm feeling out onto the liner print so that I find really well or the knitting because that's quite meditative I can't say that word but if I slow and mind they're wrong yeah if it goes wrong <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the and then I want to throw it in the canal yeah, yeah that's, that's the same with the sourdough if it doesn't yeah. rise it's like oh no it's stress levels ah. <laughs> well this this is it it's a fine balance with all of them and if a plant doesn't grow then it's then it's then it's that's because that's why I like plants because it's, it's, it's a shame and with all these things if it doesn't go right it's not the end of the world. Whilst it feels like it at that second, it's not. So it's still building our resilience. And on that note, I'd like to say thank you very much to both our wonderful guests for agreeing to be part of the first episode of Hort Talk, an HTA podcast. I hope you both had a lovely time. No, it's been a pleasure. I've loved it. I feel 
I, I just feel we've had a great, great uh, hour or so, whatever. Yeah. I don't even know, know how long we've been chatting to guys, but it's been wonderful. Lovely to uh, see you and meet you both. Thank you very much. It's just been, as you say, it's just been a pleasure. It's been great fun. It's nice just to have a just to have a chat about an important topic, but just yeah. a fun chat with two great people. And yeah, I'm going to come off at buzzing now. I'm really happy. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, we've had our own little therapy session. So um, thank you to everyone who's listened to our podcast today. We hope you join us for the next one. And don't forget to take care of yourselves. <laughs>